Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil and Scott as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello everyone, welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club, the place where we all get together to share our thoughts and opinions on some books that either ourselves or you guys choose. And it's going to be a good one today, we're still on Batman Month, and this week we are reading Batman Year One from Frank Miller, art by David Mazzuccelli, coloured by Richmond Lewis, Lewis, and lettered by Todd Klein. My name is Scott, and I am joined by the boys, as usual. First up, we've got Shane. Ahoy, hoy. And then we've got Phil. Hola. There we go. And let's go ahead and say hi to everyone we've got in the chat so far as well. So we've got Martin here. Evening, everyone. Thank you for joining. we got Kevin. Right, here we go. Hi, diddly-ho, neighborinos. That's uh, Ned Flanders, right? Uh, yeah. Highland G. Hey, everyone. Hey, buddy. Thank you for joining. Connie, what's up, party people? Hello. Uh, Mark Aldroyd's here. Evening, nerdhood. Evening, Mark. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Pete's here. Evening, all. And we've got Tom from This Month in Movie Movies. Evening, all. Hope you are well. Great pick, lads. And we've just had Job Block Comics jump in as well. Hey, guys. Hey, lads. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. So, synopsis time. We are reading Batman Year One, and this was my pick for Batman Month in the lead-up to the Batman film. And this is a book that was um, reimagined by Frank Miller, where he, uh, he where he reimagined uh, Bruce Wayne as Batman. You know, the, the first year of him becoming Batman. We also got to see uh, Catwoman's origin and how she became Catwoman and what she did during that time. And we saw uh, Lieutenant Gordon joining uh, and rising the ranks up in GCPD as well. Uh, it's not really much of a synopsis. It's literally what happens. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so that is that. Uh, am I missing anything? I feel like I've gone a bit quick on that. that that's um, kind of it, because there's not really an overarching story, is there? It's no. just... No, that's the, the, the that's Batman here one in its simplest form. Yes, but yeah. there's a lot more to the book than, than <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, uh, Shane, why don't you kick us off? I um I really enjoyed the Batman parts of this book. The Batman parts were fantastic. Seeing him like you know struggle to even just take on a group of thugs, you know, just four guys on a fire escape. You know, and he's struggling just for that because he's so new and I thought that was great and just everything the everything about Batman in this book I absolutely loved. I thought it was done so well from his Bruce Wayne persona to his Batman persona. Fantastic, well written, well well coloured. <laughs> it was uh, really well done, the Batman parts of this book, yeah. See, like, I enjoyed the Batman parts, but the story I was most invested in was uh, Lieutenant Gordon's. 
Really? Yeah, I that was really... put me to sleep. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, just shows It shows that there's something different for everyone in this book, isn't there? Because, like, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the Batman part. It was very cool. I think my favourite part was the... Um, when he was fighting... Bef- was it after they blew up the building? Uh, that was really cool. Uh, very, very clever there. And, um, and, yeah, I just didn't really have much... Uh, I don't know. I wasn't bothered about the Catwoman sections. No, no. Especially that version of her. I don't like what they did with her. The origin is not what I. I don't like that origin for Catwoman. You know, Mm. like the sex worker origin. I don't like it. Yeah. No, it's a bit. um, Yeah, not what we know, Phil. (laughs) I mean, I think uh, Jim Gordon kind of stole the show. Uh, for me, really, I mean, I think this book is really well crafted, and the fact that you've got Jim Gordon and you've got Bruce Wayne Batman kind of finding their feet uh, to get to the point that we we that we know them mm. um, as crime fighters, and the fact that they work together, so you kind of see them growing to the point where they both are dependent on one another. Like it's not going to work without each other. Like they know this. Like Gordon has been beat up by his partner. And he tries to take them down, then he gets re- released anyway. He needs Batman to get the the, the, the crime bosses put away, yeah. and 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 Batman needs Gordon because he needs his resources. He needs to kind of like stop you know attacking me with your cops because, as you can see, it's, it's, he's very amateur R in this. The, the yeah. Batman like fighting or not fighting, sorry, his his tactics are kind of they let him down a bit. He gets a shot bit clumsy but, here. And yeah, there. he gets shot twice, I think, doesn't yeah. he? But like. Even even refers to it himself that he's like he was stupid, he was an idiot going into these situations and doing what he did. He need he wasn't cool and calm and calculated as you think Batman should be. So I just enjoyed the idea like that these two characters kind of grow one together and, and at the same kind of time, really, to be honest. Yeah, I see what they were doing with that. I get the mirroring aspects of them both coming to Gotham and, you know, becoming the who we know they are. But the problem with the Gordon part for me is they made him really unlikable. I mean um, you're, you're supposed to care about the characters, especially someone who you... I mean, this this probably isn't your first Batman book, so you probably know him as Commissioner Gordon, you know, this really, really good police officer that wants nothing but the best for Gotham. Um, but in this, he's like, he's cheating on his wife, and he's like, it's, you don't really want to root for a guy like that. You it's, know? It's, I wouldn't say I was rooting for him. I just found the storyline of that to be a bit more gripping you know what will happen with with his relationship you know like so like after he told the bit that got me the most was like after he told his wife after he told barbara and they stayed together and he was still fighting you know when when she got nearly kidnapped and the bit and the baby did get kidnapped they were fighting for that and i i it was that bit that really drew me to his character there but I think that loses some of the impact because you know she's going to stay with him because Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl, has to be born. You know, so it lo- it born, lost created. You know, they still yeah. got it. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's but that's okay. Like, like even though we know they're still still together, it's still cool to see this little bump in the road during their relationship. Like, if you meet if you meet someone and they in in real life and they tell you this stuff had happened, you're not gonna like you know you're not gonna go ah. Oh, that's boring that doesn't matter because i know you're still together now you're still going to be like "Ooh, really that happened and like i think stuff like that when you learn stuff about people in real life with that kind of stuff then i think you are still interested 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't want to justify Jim Gordon's actions. No, of course. Um, but there's there's a few things you need to think about. Um, he's probably a little bit. I don't want to say he's depressed, but he's obviously a little bit kind of he's war war torn. He's 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 you know battle red, and he's been in the war. He's been he's sent to Gotham. He's fighting the people above him, and he's working really late nights to kind of solve crime in one of the most brutal cities possible. And he's working very closely with this this detective who, um, again, not just fighting, cheating on partners, but like this is how things happen, I suppose. Really, at first, it was just come up like snap of the finger. They do kind of build up, and that's the thing. They, they obviously were working closely together, and it was a moment of weakness. And that's why I liked about the fact that it was a moment of weakness for him, in that he obviously was, now he did say he was in love with her, but he was also quite apologetic that he did what mm. he did. Mm. And, uh, you know, he kept obviously focusing on his wife and, and unborn child and stuff. And again, not justifying it. I just think that it doesn't make him a dirty dog. It's actually just, it just kind of happened because of the circumstances around. Do, do you yeah, know what I mean? I get it. I get it. Um, let's go back a little bit. First of all, Sean's in. Evening peeps. Hello. Thank you for joining. And Connie says, not going to lie, until I read this book, I wasn't aware Gordon had a first name. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's Commissioner. <laughs> that's his that's his first name i know his name is, his name is jim um uh sean is saying you know this story is all about batman and jim uh finding their feet and then he also jumps in and then everyone else says they couldn't stand the lettering with batman's part and I, this is something i've written down and I, I feel like it's something you guys have written down as well um but connie agrees and martin agrees and kevin agrees Everyone, yeah, like there were some words um, that I just couldn't tell what they were. <laughs> I just kind of had like it's either this word, this word, or this word, and I'm just gonna go with that. Um, uh, yeah, um, but we do have Mark uh, saying that he loved the lettering, different strokes for different folks. Now I was thinking about this. Okay, this book was in out in the 80s, like the late 80s. My parents were born in the late 60s. They write like that writing. So I'm thinking, I think this may be a generational thing. Um, you know, I think we're all so used to now seeing fonts on our computers and they're clear and easy to read and the fonts that we see in comics now are clear and easy to read. And then as soon as we see some sort of handwritten, cursive, uh, you know, writing, then... We're all going a bit, what the hell is that? I can't read that word. I don't know how they wrote that particular letter in this kind of writing. Um, but yeah, that, just, go on. That's, it is a generational thing, and it probably does, like, like we're we're the computer generation. Like, who writes letters nowadays? You yeah. even write emails. It's, all, it's not even text. I don't even know what it is you do now, these, these kids do these days. But, like, back in the day of writing, handwritten, like, joint handwriting letters... It's just, it's just like it's like a hundred years ago to me. It's not, yeah. it's nothing recent. So I agree that when you see it kind of written that way and that kind of style, it's just not what we're used to. And I'm, I'm thirty six, so it's like it's not like I'm that far removed from that either, you know. But it's far enough to not get it. Yeah, yeah. Shane, you're the oldest yeah. one. I mean, last time I used that was back in primary school. We were taught it, you know, like that's yeah. how you had to write. If you didn't write joined up, you, you got a big red X. You know, you had to do it. So, but I haven't done it for so long that trying to read some of these words was hard. I did what you did. Like I'd read the entire sentence and then try and work out what that missing word yeah. was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 
Exactly. Um, so, so what do you guys think of the art then? Loved it. Yeah, loved it. Um, for me, uh, some pages looked like a slightly better version of mind management. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I feel, like, I feel like you read this wrong, Scott. <laughs> I think I read it upside oh, down, read- is it? I looked at no, it wrong. Read... <laughs> Scott, you read it absolutely correctly. You read it with your eyeballs like everyone else. And yes, yeah. the art is Phil has been great, ill this week, so maybe he's, maybe oh, that sure. has gone in the way. It's not. The art is wonderful because it's <laughs> it's not yeah, okay, it's not gonna be clean lines looking wonderful. It's not, you know, it's not looking fluffy. The whole point in this book is a dark crime crime noir book. And the art style fits it perfectly. Um, that kind of pulpy feel, that kind of uh, you know, e- even like the details in the background. So, the, remember the scene where Bruce Wayne was walking through Gotham as a plain clove citizen trying to get close to his enemies and so on? Like, the amount Walking of detail, side. yeah, the amount of detail that okay, it's not clean cut, but the amount of detail that's put in there, and it kind of adds to the fact that the city does look really seedy, it doesn't look like it's going to be a nice place to live. It looks like it kind of going to be crime riddled and whatever else. And I just think this, the art style adds to the whole, the book. And yeah. Prettiness. Yeah. But again, I've some, I will say the Batman, I don't think the Batman character design is my favorite in terms of it's very plain, like the gray and the black, but not like, how do you put this? He doesn't have any muscles really, does he? He's just, he's just, kind of like, he's just like Batman. He looked like know? a gray and black Adam West. Yeah, let's all let's all put that, it out that's there. True. Let's just say that. But I just think <laughs> the art um, lends itself really well to the to the kind of nature of the story and the title. So I love the art; I thought it was fantastic, and the colors. And I read the original colors in my absolute edition, and I just thought it was fantastic. I loved it. All right. Well, you've got some people agreeing with you. So you've got Mark saying the art is perfect for the story: dark, noir, noir, gritty. Uh, Martin says the art was rough and gritty. I agree with Phil; it just works. Uh, Highland G, I like the art. It fit the tone. And Kevin, uh, Mattuccelli is brilliant. Phil is spot on. It's more like a crime comic over a superhero book. So maybe Shane and I were just kind of reading it with different glasses on. We were reading it with our superhero glasses on, not our crime noir. You were concentrating too much on the joint narration as opposed to pictures. That's what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. I will say background and stuff really well done. The people not well done at all. You can say gritty all you want. It doesn't mean good. The faces are not great. The bodies are not great. It, the, the face, it's not good art. Just I, because I, it's gritty and it fits the tone doesn't mean it's good. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no bad art. It's all subjective. But the yeah. thing about the art, I will agree. I didn't like Catwoman. I think mm. she looked really ugly. Like I didn't like, I just didn't like the Catwoman design. Yeah. Her like shoulders kinda... were too square and like she was just too like masculine. You're but far too masculine. Go ahead. Tom's saying there's nothing wrong with Adam West, Batman. <laughs> I really like this story and the art style, even though I prefer more modern art styles. <clears throat> Back to like the Catwoman. So like we've obviously seen the trailer for the new movie, and I think this she is looks similar. She looks very similar. So yeah. I think obviously we're taking a lot from this book into this movie. Um, but yeah, that's what <laughs> I was reading this today. Like you've seen what's her, what's her name? Uh, it's Something Kravitz, isn't that her name? The actress. Anyone know? Sorry. 
no. Lenny. But, uh, yeah, I think it's Lenny's daughter, but it could be completely wrong. But yeah, it looks, it looks like, like, look like her from the trailer. So yeah, I thought it was cool, but it's not the best design for Catwoman. No, no, I, no. I don't think so personally. Um, shall we show some people what, uh, you know, if they haven't seen the art, then what it is like? Um, so th- there are a few different um, versions of this story. Um Shane and I, we read the deluxe that was out in 2017. Phil, did you read that or did you read the originals? I read the absolute the originals from the absolute edition. So you've got the original art. So like yeah. Killing Joke, um, there's an original art thing and there's a, a newer remastered one. And there's also a black and white one, isn't there? There's a black and white deluxe as well. So depending on you know what kind of colouring or lack of you want to see, then there's something for everyone, I guess. But let's... Um, Let's just show, like, yeah, I think we've got some different styles. Yeah, okay. So, um, do you mind if I go with my one first to show the newer, the newer yeah. style? Uh, so yeah, this is my picture. This is from the deluxe edition. This is when uh, Batman had burst a burst a hole into like the what was it? The commissioner commissioner Loeb's wall while they were having a big dinner party, and all the lights had gone out and. I just found this page so ominous and this you know, at at the end there and it's just like all that's left is fire, that's the only source of light coming in and he just closes it down and he's like, God knows what he does after that. But can I can I also point out one one thing? Sorrow. Um does it look like Freddie Mercury at the bottom? It, the, with the mustache, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking mask of sorrow for some reason. <laughs> and it, which I think is quite poetic because Bruce Wayne and his parents were watching Sorrow at the theater whenever you know yeah, uh, they were true. gone down. But yeah, so I don't know why that I don't know why they're giving this big mustache. Obviously, it's a shadow, but I just think you could have done without that, and we would know what it is. <laughs> or maybe a thinner one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So so yeah. So that's that's my favorite page there. There was a lot of great pages in this, but I think this was this kind of gave me a bit of a like ooh, you know. When, when, it all, when it all just went black at the end and how ominous and mysterious he looks in the top panel there. Um, Shane's pick then is the same page and he was going to go for the deluxe, but we thought we'd change it to the original one just to show you guys the difference when it is the same page. So here is Shane's. Yeah, so I read the original. I, I'm sorry, I read the newer colouring. But before I picked my page, I went back and checked out the original colourings to see if I wanted my page in the original colouring. This doesn't have that same feel as the new colouring. This doesn't have the, you know, what Scott said, like just the presence of him. And it's just, it's more spooky and it's more scary when it's all dark. Like there's too much colour on those bottom three panels for me. I don't know. I'm gonna to have to defend it because if you look at if you look at the the original panel or the original recoloring, like the yellow looks very it's, it pops a lot. It's like it's like Sin City, but instead of you know like Sin City the movie, where it's all black and white with a bit of yellow. But this just looks. I think it looks better. I'm like yeah, it's just black and white and yellow. Yeah, Although I think I, it looks. It does look really good. The top the top part definitely. I just yeah. I just love that it's more black and white. Yeah, I just love the Sin City feel of it. It's a lot. It's a lot more better there. Um, we'll yeah. move on to yours. Better, Phil. better. No, yeah, like there's no this at all. It's <laughs> it's better. <laughs> no. um, so uh, so Chris has joined us. So hello, Chris. And he has said when Gordon's glasses are cracked and he picks up the baseball bat, close up images, 
uh, one of the most badass, stunning image going. The art is absolutely glorious on every panel. And then he talks about the page we've just looked at is when he bursts through the wall with the smoke and the rubble. How can anyone say the art is not good as beyond me? Well, it's because you can't really see his face in that top panel. That's why it's good. <laughs> right. The, the, the faces aren't the best. But, well, I, I, I agree, but, you know. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz as well. That's the one. That's the actress. Um, okay. We will go on to Philip's page. From the original. Again, yeah, this is this is from the original. And this is more to do with the uh, like the shadow. You know, this is where the, the, the police force or the SWAT team are are now in the building hunting down Batman. And obviously the purple is going to, it's, it's all going to be dark, essentially. Like the purple you see in that top panel. And also you have like the big spotlight shining through in the shadows. I just thought it kind of like the aesthetic of this page is just really cool. And but this wasn't the top pick, by the way, because top picks were already being picked by other people. So <laughs> I, I landed with this, but I just thought this was really cool. Like again, just the kind of color of it and the kind of dark, gritty feel of the you know the surrounding buildings and atmosphere. Shane looks fantastic. Even the detail and like the broken bits of wood and the chairs and the furniture and the bricks. And then even I told like you the, backgrounds are great. He, yeah. He's really good at backgrounds. I just think it's I think it's like I love the art the whole way throughout. So yeah, seeing that I can I can appreciate it, but I think I've just preferred the deluxe. I think I'm I didn't even know that it was a different you know it was coloured differently until today. But like I'm really glad I've read the new deluxe version. I haven't read the deluxe. I think there's actually four different colourings of this. There's yeah. the original, and then there's like. Also, the deluxe you refer to, but I think there's another one called the definitive coloring right. where, like, Frank Miller and um, what's the order? Who is it again? Massicelli. They basically agreed to it. Like, this is the this is the definitive way we would expect it to have been if we had the chance to do it 20 years later. You know, this is like 20 years after they've actually written the book where techniques are different and printing's different or whatever. So, they came together and they made a new edition. That they both agreed should be the definitive edition, right. but I just I read the originals. I don't know what one the deluxe is. To be honest, it might be that might be the definitive one. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Uh, Kevin is saying he loved Matticelli's art. It's clean and clear. And then he's going, "Damn it, guys!" For us saying the that Freddie Mercury, <laughs> the, the Freddie Mercury panel there. Um, Sean he read the original as well. Uh, and Highland G is saying, I have an old trade on newsprint like paper added to the feel uh, for me. The new colouring is almost too clean for me. Um, something about the unpolished feel made it feel more like a year one, uh, somewhat unfinished in a way. Hmm. Fair. Okay. All right. Uh, we do have some um, viewer page picks as well. So people who read the book, they've sent us some picks. Um so uh so we've got two from Kevin. Well, technically three. So he says he really loved the drama in these pictures. Uh so these pictures are all next to each other. So you've got on as you got on the on the left there, you've got Bruce Wayne kind of bleeding out and uh trying to consider if he should call Alfred or not, and then you get to the origin, you know, of, of his parents being murdered in the alley. And then uh, straight after that, then we get the page with the bat bursting through the window. This was when when I first saw this page, I was like, "This is going to be my pick," you know, "This is great." Uh, and then later on, you see 
the page that I did pick, and I was like, nah, this trumps it. But this is such a cool page. It's very dramatic, and the bat coming out of you, it's very... When you turn the page, you're like, oh, my God, that's that's in your face. In the originals, this looks far better. <laughs> I'm, I'm not... I'm just... It just, it just looks far better in the originals. And that, that, that page there, I, I love the kind of idea that in the previous page that he he didn't have his hand on the bell the ring alfred he was happy enough to bleed out he'd yeah. given up at this point and then obviously the bat came crashing in and that's me rings little bell for alfred to come save him i love that yeah it's fantastic it's, it's a very cool page you know there's it's a lot of meaning behind it as well um blue sonic sent us these pages uh of the of it's pretty much batman's first fight isn't it yeah. uh it was a bit clumsy it wasn't his finest uh but, you know it was pretty cool um, almost almost killed a guy by knocking him off the fire escape and then he's got yeah. to hold him by a leg while everyone else pummels him. <laughs> it was that, really entertaining to read that. It was. What did you think, Phil, of that? Yeah, to be fair, the, the second panel on the first page, that kind of Batman shape I didn't like. I don't know why. Like, it just looks really odd. Mm. That's that's the one aspect of Batman I didn't like was the costume. And if you look at yeah. that second panel, it just, like, is. I know I get that he's crouching, he's come down with the cape and stuff, but it just looks slightly odd. But the page mm. overalls, I mean, it's cool. I, I love this part of the story, to be honest, where I just want to drop the guy and the TV's falling and he kind of judges the distance Yeah. Uh, from w- when the TV hits the ground and stuff. And uh, these are just kids at the end of the day, weren't they? Like, I think he mentioned like, no older than 15. Yeah, something but, like that, yeah. But look at the horrendous narration. That's just... Um, Martin did say the reason he went for these is because uh, he likes the uh, he likes how the fight is being told through Batman's thoughts, how he establishes his rules of not killing but also taking them down while keeping the young kid alive. Uh, Yeah, it's quite dramatic. It's very good. Um, Then Connie has sent us this. She's uh, cheated a little bit. Um, Let me just get up what she said. So. She asked me, she goes, is it cheating if it's two panels at the bottom of one page and the top of another page? I just liked how it looked. Um, yeah, so this is... I can't remember. What is that top panel? Uh, pass. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's great anyway. Connie liked this very much. This is Thank you very much for picking this. And then we got one from Adam as well from Comic Bound. He can't make it today, but he sent his score and a page pick through anyway. So this is his. Uh, and he did give a reason, didn't he? Uh, he says this perfectly captures the feeling of being stuck in traffic on a miserable rainy day. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I do love rain in the book, to be honest. Um, rain and you snow you love, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Really do. Okay. Is, that, is that one more as well? Yeah, uh, Tom just sent me one there. I tried to screen grab it it's like digitally, but I just took his picture. He sent me a picture <laughs> of the actual book. Yeah, so we'll Tom, he's in the chat. Um, he's, he mentioned that he likes the panel because it shows the pain and angst of uh, Jim Gordon and what he's going through. And I think that's true. I mean, obviously his wife's there. She's pregnant. She's going through it herself, but he's kind of has this inner conflict, I suppose, doesn't he? And uh, he said that page is really cool. And to be fair, I, have, I hadn't noticed the, actual, the detail in the quilt cover before, which is yeah. like, you don't, you don't need to include that, do you? Like, they didn't need to do that. It's called a um, white, you know, yeah. white duvet, yeah. And what a choice of, of quilt cover. What, you know, it's like a tree and it's like a hen or something in that as well. It's like a pheasant. Or... Yeah. 
a gross. <laughs> but no, like I say, it's just that you definitely see the conflict through the whole book that Gordon's going through. And I don't know if that hole in the gun is symbolizing something like darker tones as he contemplating something, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, someone did say in the comments earlier on that uh, Gotham changes everyone, even Jim Gordon. So maybe this was part of him just trying to battle with his own, I don't know, morals. And that, that adds to the story in terms of Batman and Gordon needing one another because it's not just the idea of being able to beat the, the crime lords and the, you know, the, the, the corrupt within the police force, but like they need each other for support too because beforehand they were in on their on their own now they have somebody with them somebody to keep them going so maybe that adds to that that Actually, did come out of nowhere though like the last page was like what where, where was the build-up to this it just happened it's like we need to finish the book quick <laughs> that was yeah. it jumped right at the end it jumped to them being besties and best friends yeah, I didn't like that. I thought yeah, that was incredibly rushed. What was it? Issue at the end of issue two or something like that? Wasn't it just saying uh, there was something that was saying like Batman needs to become, you know, acquaintances or friends with Jim Gordon, trying to get on on his side. Um, and you know, when you learn that, you're like, oh, cool. How's it going to happen? Is it going to be some, you know, something that brings them together? And I guess there was maybe with the whole baby saving situation, but. Um, but I would have at least expected some sort of dialogue to initiate that kind of relationship between them. But yeah, there was just next page and that's it. Um, yeah, like maybe an introduction like Harvey Dent because they, they had built up, built up a rapport, Harvey mm -hmm. Dent and Batman. So maybe Harvey Dent could have been like, right, I trust Jim Gordon. You trust Jim Gordon. Let's bring him in and the three of us will clean up Gotham together. But there, there was nothing. It was just like, quick. To the bat signal and i was yeah. like i was like I, 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 did i like get 10 pages stuck together what yeah. happened <laughs> what were you doing <laughs> <laughs> certainly wasn't looking at that Catwoman. <laughs> well. anyway yeah um job lock comics did mention something earlier um about the fact that this isn't a standalone story it's part of the run because it's issues 404 to 407 and he said you know, this this was not a graphic novel. It was just four issues in the regular run. Imagine picking this up and you pull this as an issue of Batman in context. These issues were just amazing. It would have been really interesting to have seen what was before and what was the reasoning to have these four issues between, you know, well, yeah, like issue 403 and before and 408 and after, like what happened before and after to warrant this. Well, I think Crisis had happened two years before Crisis on Infinite Earths. So they were in the stage of rebooting everyone's origin. Right. Okay. So I think it was a way for them to, oh, let's do a retelling of Batman's first year to get everyone sort of up to date who's going to be jumping into new comics now that there's a whole new universe to jump into. Yeah. Plus, I think, um, again, not knowing my full history of Batman, but for a lot of, for a lot of years, Batman was that kind of you know, that kind of campy atmosphere, you know, the kind of Adam West stuff that we know. I think it was like Denny O'Neill and um, Fred the Artist uh, who kind of brought Batman to kind of like the darker tone, the the grittiness and the kind of, you know, the dark night kind of thing. And in the 80s, this is whenever like Frank Miller really took that off. And that's like, that's the Batman we know today. Like, but the, the best Batman for me is the kind of darker Batman. Um, otherwise we can appreciate the, the older campy stuff. I just think the darker stuff's better. And I think 
maybe that's why they wanted a retelling of this origin because they needed to move away from from that style of Batman previously and um, enter the new era of Batman. They have today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've we've touched on uh, some of the story already, but do you know, do you have any more thoughts about it? Anything you want to say? I just love the idea that the fact that with it being year one, with it being the origin, essentially off Commissioner Gordon and off Batman, that it's very ground level. Like it's not super powered villains or aliens. I think there was one reference to Superman. They were referred yeah. to someone flying in Metropolis. Yeah. yeah. But like it's it's focused a lot on the real reason why but Bruce Wayne became Batman. Like his parents gone down. He wanted to kind of rid the city of this crime. And it doesn't have the always be Joker or you know Two Face or Riddler or whatever. It's not something that has like special powers. It's just ground level crime fighting at its best. And I think I really appreciated that. It makes it more real. Ahoy hoy podcast listeners, Shane here. I just wanted to separate you from the herd for a second to let you know that you can now email the show at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts on this or any of the books we've read so far, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read on our viewers pick, all you have to do is email us at theweeklynerdherd at gmail.com. Now, back to the herd. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. Um, you know, we just see them both trying to find their feet. In I really, really like the the I really like the concept and the idea of it mirroring. You know, it started with Jim Gordon coming into town on a train while Bruce is flying back to yeah. Gotham, and it's they arrive on the same day, and it's you know how are they now going to deal with Gotham? Bruce is now what's it? Did they say he was gone for like ten years? Was it he or while, he'd been gone yeah. for a long yeah. time? So this was now adult Bruce returning to Gotham with Jim Gordon, who has no idea what Gotham is like how are they going to become who we know? I thought that was really, really well done to begin with. But then as soon as it, I don't know, as soon as it sort of veered off and gave you too many pages of one and not enough pages of another, you know, I think it would have been great had the entire book been that, like every page split down the middle, what they're doing on those days. Yeah, yeah. I I think I would have enjoyed that a bit more, but there was just too much Jim Gordon stuff for me. I think there wasn't enough. I, I actually think they could have left out the, well, Harvey Dent, to be fair, because they kind of need Harvey Dent really to put the criminals behind bars. But the Catwoman stuff could have done about that. I feel like they yeah. just wanted to throw her in. I don't think she adds any value to the book, really. No, um, I, I was half expecting like someone to throw a newspaper down and like you see a a purple glove or something or a Joker card on the table, like just to tell us what's coming. They do mention the Joker, yeah, very much the like the Batman Begins, yeah. Well, that's the main but... like the. I mean, the Catwoman thing, unless they were planning future stories with this Catwoman, maybe this is a way to introduce her, but so she was getting jealous because Batman was getting all the kind of uh, credit, if you want to call it that, for for things she was doing, like robbing, robbing the, the, you know, the crime bosses and stuff, and he was getting the credit she, and she hated that. She but got like, called his assistant, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> That didn't need to be in there because there was no relationship between Catwoman and Batman. Like, t- apart from the part where he saved her, remember, uh, which echoed from the from the the movie as well, where he jumped down, saves her, and then disappears again. Um, I think it's because he's the first costumed person in Gotham, and then all of a sudden, a female costume version uh, or costume person shows up. So you kind of would think that they were connected yeah. in some way. It's yeah. too coincidental. 
That's I mean, I just don't, I don't think I don't see the value she adds to the story, to be honest. Um, and like I say, unless they were planning something else, and I know there's a Batman Year Two, which I haven't read. I don't know if this is a, if this is a direct sequel to that. I hear it's terrible, so maybe maybe it's not. Um, but... Oh right, okay. Uh, Highland G's saying he thinks uh, that we missed a chunk of Jim's story. One second he's getting a back massage. Uh, next, they were always fighting, and he's a cheater. So we're going back to their relationship with Barbara. And he goes, "There's a huge uh, leap with no real explanation." He did say earlier on as well, the story does jump forward at a few parts without much explanation. And he also says That's maybe a few more issues would have helped with pacing. Um, yeah, one of yeah. my notes is the time jump. It's even one page where it's one panel, and then the next panel is another date. It just jumped after mm. just a single panel and i was like what is the point of adding that panel then why couldn't you have stretched it out into a page why why Maybe do just that to show that nothing much was happening but time was passing and i don't know everything is there for a reason of course they've got a reason to put it there but why then <laughs> i guess yeah i just found the time jumps to be a bit daunting because it was just happening like you'd be mm. getting into a story and then all of a sudden it would jump and then you're supposed to just fill in the blanks it's like no you're telling the story you fill in the blanks yeah that's true i, ag that's true. I agree to an extent it, it does jump and it, it did become a bit annoying and i i agree also that the, like we shouldn't have these spoon-fed information that like, we should be open to interpretation of what happens but i do i, I wish we had had a little bit more you know don't give us everything but just fill in some of those gaps um yeah just to kind of make it more fluid I suppose more you know linear story which yeah so that was one of the negatives that I've also written down but yeah um I haven't really written written much down and I think that's a negative in itself the fact that I've not written much but let's talk about you know the fact why we're doing these Batman books and it is because of the movie um, first of all, before we start talking about the new movie, personally, I felt, and we've spoken about it before, there were some links with like Batman Begins, mm -hmm. um, yep. especially at the end when they were like something about Joker and poisoning the the river. That was just Batman Begins, but with Scarecrow instead, you know, with uh, poisoning. Was it wasn't it was it that poisoning the water to get the hallucinogenic stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it was the, the the yeah yeah. It wasn't the river, but it was like the, the water supply. Water supply, yeah. Yeah, but but also the, at um, the end of Batman Begins, he calls Batman to tell him about the Joker. So it did kind of feel the same at the end of this, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there, I felt like there were some vibes for, from this for that film, but then just by seeing the trailers and and little bits about the new Batman film. I feel like a lot of stuff is. I feel like a lot of stuff is gonna come from this book. Like we have Lieutenant Gordon. We have, you know, we have the Catwoman that looks really similar to the Catwoman in this book. Um, it just. I feel like a lot of it will be following this, and maybe Long Halloween as well. The only difference being the fact that uh, obviously uh, the Riddler and Penguin is are in the movie, um, but. I don't know. I, I there's something about a crime. Obviously, the penguin is the kind of crime lord, I suppose, isn't he really? So that, it is going to be kind of street level at the same time, I think. Um, mm. But I I think there's a lot of out of all the Batman movies, there's a lot taken from this. I think um, even the idea of the Flash, Flash, how do you pronounce the name? Fla Flash. It's not Flash. Yeah, Flash. Yeah. So he's obviously like you know 
beating up cocaine dealers and so on like this here and taking money and doesn't like Gordon because he works for internal affairs and that's how this book starts off really you know yeah. Flash picks him up and tries to talk to him like this is what you need to do to kind of fit in here around here and like all those kind of things are picked from this book as well for Batman Begins also and uh, but yeah I'm really looking forward to the new movies and because of the Catwoman design in this I don't like the Catwoman design in the movie I don't know why <laughs> right I need to also need to watch the movie to can make my, my mind up properly, but it's just something about the Catwoman's putting me off. Right. I don't like any of the designs for the characters in the new movie. I don't like mm. any of them at all. I mean, I'm going to see it on Friday, but I don't like any of the designs. I don't know. I hope they're just like the first one, and then by the end of the movie, they've all got something a little bit better. So, do you think you're going to go into it? with already a, a bad footing or low expectations. No, I'm going to go into it with no expectations and then there's Nothing. only the only way is up. You can only work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm the same because of, I think it's supposed to email Batman. That's one thing I'm not oh, looking forward oh to. Man. I just don't want to see him walk into the sunlight and start sparkling. No, <laughs> I I really I really rate our, our bats, I'm calling them. Because I think he's Robert really Batterson. Yeah, our bats. The name... Robert Batterson. It's, it's right Batman. there. Robert Batterson. Yeah. I think he's going to be really good. I mean, he obviously, I mean, you obviously don't like him because he played Edward. Is that Edward? I, yeah. In the Twilight? I, I, have, I haven't watched the Twilight movie. Well, how do you know he's going to walk into the sunset? Because he's, he's just a terrible actor. <laughs> no, he's not. He's fantastic. He is. And, um, he's he good is, in uh, uh, Tenet. He is good in Tenet. He's really good in Tenet. Yeah, I would like that. But I think he's going to be fantastic as Batman. But at the same time, I don't like the whole emo look. And I think Colin Farrell as Penguin is going to be great. Mm. And Paul Dano as the Riddler is going to be great. I just think the cast, even the guy who's playing Gordon, I forget his name, but he was in the James Bond movies. Um, passing the name, but I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just showing all the comments about how everyone is looking forward to uh... Looking forward to the film. But the lighthouse, you need to watch the lighthouse. That's the yes. one that is fantastic. We do have uh, some comments trying to justify the whole um, jumping through dates and stuff. So Shauna says they're trying to get the one year into four issues, so jumping time was needed. And uh, Mark is saying, "Come on, you don't need to be spoon fed. When the story jumps, you fill in the gaps. It's more interesting." Um, yeah, but when you're paying for a story, you want the whole story. More, it's more interesting. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand yeah. not being spoon fed, but then I think what they could have done. I know that it was year one, so maybe have each book, you know, three months, three months, three like months, a season. Months. Yeah, so you have yeah. him in spring, you have him in fall, you have him. Yeah, and then that way you don't have to keep saying it's January twelfth, it's or April second. You just have a nice fluid story of what he's doing. I think it just the jumps that got me were the ones that were jumping on the same page. That's what yeah. annoyed me. I right. think when there were time jumps on one page, it's like the Catwoman part. Uh, so it was the date, and Catwoman all of a sudden gives up her ways of being a sex worker and goes and gets a costume, and then that's like two panels, and it's a different date with a different character. And then the next page, you have Catwoman again with her new kind of line of work, and another date of a different character. It's it was a lot of jumping. And fourth, yeah, where a bit jarring. if they had the whole Catwoman part together, like getting their new costume and becoming Catwoman, that would mm. yeah. be a bit easier. To, like a montage type thing. Just Maybe. if you, if you, I don't, really, I don't get the reason why they cut it up in, in so many different bits, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, 
Uh, Connie is saying, though, she needs to be spoon-fed. Uh, she likes a lot of detail in her books. She wants to know everything. She doesn't want to have to think too much about when she's reading a book. Um, so, yeah. So, again, there's two sides of that coin, isn't there? Um, and then Chris has said he quite he quite likes the fact they didn't waste time with the overexposition. Him behind Harvey's desk hiding is a perfect way of establishing loads with little, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I get that. Uh, yeah, because they released the prisoner that Gordon was outraged by. They they granted bail, didn't they? But then Batman mm-hmm. went and attacked the prisoner. Not not attacked him, but got him to talk essentially and spill more information type of thing. So. If he was held in prison or, or in jail, he would have been got to by the, the crime bosses. So the fact that Dent and Batman were working together was was great. And he didn't need to have that explained to you because it was all, all on the page with some fantastic yeah. artwork. Hmm. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you got me you to saw, nod. You <laughs> both agreed. You both agreed. That just shows we weren't listening. You tricked me. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, I don't really know. I'm at this point now where I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm not sure this bodes well when when I get to that point when we're talking about a book. Um, guy, anything more in your notes? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. I've gone through everything. Uh, Batman parts great. Gordon stuff boring. Time jumps daunting. Hated Catwoman. Yeah, I've I've checked everything off my list. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. You must be reading a lot there. I, I'm just I'm just gobsmacked that um you didn't like the arcs. I, I really thought you would. I mean, like I say, you you like mind management, so um <laughs> like the story. Yeah, but uh, I just think. Go ahead. I should have liked the art because this is from like my beginning of reading comics. You know, like when like my comics go back to the late eighties, my comic collection. So I should have liked this, but this is two years after Crisis on Infinite Earths, and the art is just night and day. Like I know Mm. it's, I know it's a completely different artist. I'm not saying it's the same person, but the style changed and do you not think though that this kind of style is like almost like the ed brubaker sean phillips kind of relationship like it is a crime noir start and end story and has that kind of feel about like kind of pulpy feel that it's gonna be released in the 30s and you know look fantastic i I totally agree with you that it does fit this story it does fit the jim gordon parts of this story Mm -hmm. for me i don't think it fits the batman parts of this story for me personally um Mark had a had a favourite line in this story. He said, he's out to clean up a city that likes being dirty. He <laughs> says that's such a great line. And reading it like that, it does sound great. <laughs> that is um, an awesome line. It is a good line. Um, yeah. I'm really struggling to carry on talking about this book. So if you guys are done as well, we can go into final thoughts and scores. It's just that I suppose that Frank Miller. I mean, t- in today's age, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't hit the same level of work if he gets it. Obviously, Frank Miller's a quite a polarizing character, isn't he? Because some of his views don't really fit in uh, with today's age, really. I suppose, but I just think for this is in the eighties, and I just thought this is way way ahead of its time as well. I thought it was fantastic, um, but you know, not to kind of bring the tone down a bit, but there was a touch of racism in this book. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, no. And uh, obviously misogyny with the, the, the cheating of his wife and so on. And that's what Frank Miller's kind of 
um, being booted out of comics for it really is his kind of views and stuff. I will say there was equality as well because when Selena Kyle tried to go toe to toe with Bruce Wayne, he did knock her on her ass. So he didn't hold back because she was a girl. So there's your equality in 1987. <laughs> well done. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, just uh, that. I think Connie <laughs> agreeing with you a little bit there. She says Frank Miller can be a little bit hit or miss, um, but this was a hit in terms of story for Connie. Great. And uh, Highland G saying he likes uh, the bits when they are trying to figure out what Batman is, the strange poses of Batman, I think are a way of him keeping the uh, human part of him hidden. Ooh, I didn't yeah. even think about that, but yeah, he was like, you know, sense. like in, in the picture that you and I chose, he's very hunched and, you know, he's got his cape out and it's all dark and you can't, he doesn't look quite human. And I think I think I did quite like the part as we got further further in through the book. Um, it Batman kind of made himself more into a myth where he was like, you know, you can't hurt me, nothing hurt me, bullets don't hurt me, but I know pain, and when I want to, I can share that pain with people I like, and I thought that was a really cool and quite a powerful yeah. moment from him there. Yeah. 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 the writing was good the writing was great i'm yeah. not mm -hmm. i'm not downing on the writing at all i'm just saying for me the jim gordon parts were a little bit slow and a little bit boring see in regards to pacing okay so i thought again start to finish it kept me interested the whole time i thought the pacing was really good but when i was reading the jim gordon stuff i was definitely reading it slower but like pur purposely slower oh. as if it was supposed to be yeah, like in a good, like in a good way. Like it's like it's like a real enjoyable thrill. If it's like a movie, like a real thriller, like a kind of like a suspenseful thriller. Like the part with Jim Gordon, by the way, which I never touch on, being an act in the was the ex military, and you know he takes on four guys himself, and he he does pretty well before they get the better of him. I just thought Jim Gordon was a badass in this. Yeah, book. he's great. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. You know, just that scene was great because he's like he realized they were distracting him over there because someone was going to attack him from behind, and I thought, yeah, that did show. And the part that where he, he, he stalked him at the bar and then follows Flash out the end and then have a fight and he, he throws him the bat. It's like, you take the bat. Yeah. I, I, he's so good. I, yeah. I thought Jim Gordon was written really well in this whole thing. And it was quite slow for me, in a, but like in a good way. Like I wanted yeah. it to be slow. I did enjoy, uh, I think for me, I thought it was quite a clever moment when, you know, towards the end where his baby was kidnapped in it. But he was called by the commissioner to... Uh, to leave and go to go yeah, to seven. something and then while he's driving out you see the motorcyclist drive past him mm -hmm. and as a reader I thought that was you know the bad guy that was going to kill Barbara and everything and then you realize that it is actually Bruce Wayne uh, that's great who was going to fight so I quite enjoyed that that kind of little I don't know that mental ride that Frank Miller took us on to to go, oh, bad guy. Oh, actually, good guy. <laughs> cool. Yeah, because Bruce Wayne was listening to the tape recording, wasn't he? And they 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 referred to blackmail, like he's going to blackmail somebody. He's going to you know have something over somebody else to get the better. But then obviously, as Gordon was leaving, he's kind of thinking in his mind, "Hey, on, it's like a bog standard, like arrest would make me do. Like, what's going on? It's clear as day." And they both at the same time realize it, and they're both on the way back. I thought that was great. Hmm. Loved that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was definitely some awesome, cool moments in this story. Um, but I think now this is a good time to do Thoughts and Scots. Yeah. 
How does that look? Okay, cool. Guys, Good. you know how this works now. If you've read the book, give us a score. We'll add it on to ours and we'll get a final score. Um, so with that said, Shane, would you mind please kicking us off? So like I've said, I really enjoyed the writing. I really enjoyed the concept. Like the idea of this book is great. Jim Gordon's first year in Gotham versus Bruce's first year. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I didn't so much uh, like the execution. Uh, I'd like Jim Gordon as a character. I mean, I've got like solo books with him in, you know, because I, I really enjoy the character of Jim Gordon. But in this, I didn't like him. Um, I know he did some really badass things, you know, tying up his partner naked in the woods. That's quite funny. I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought what a great way to punish this absolute horrible police officer i really love the batman parts though like that was great him failing uh, you don't see batman fail enough in books you know so to see him try and not be he's not the best at everything and you, you just don't get that nowadays he has to be the best of the best he could beat all the justice league he could beat thanos league. you know he could beat dark side by himself he could do whatever he wants but here he couldn't even take out like four kids on a fire escape i thought it was fantastic and then when he's in the building and the bit that broke my heart is when they bomb the place and he sees like the homeless guy catching fire and he realizes he can't save him. And just that moment when Batman realizes he cannot save everyone, even though like that's his mission, his mission is to save everyone and he can't do it. I thought that's fantastic. And that is what Batman needs. And I really, really love it. So I'm really torn with scoring this book because I really like the colours in the updated version as opposed to the original. Not a massive fan of the art. The writing is great, but I didn't enjoy the Jim Gordon parts, but I love the Batman parts. So my score is like all over the place. It's really, yeah. So I think mostly for the Batman parts, for the bits that I enjoyed, I'm not going to give too negative a point deduction for the parts i didn't enjoy because the bits i did enjoy i uh, it helped me forget about the bad parts so i'm gonna give this i mean i have upped my score from what i've got written down so i'm gonna give this a seven okay that's with an upped score that's with an up score oh, what, I was it, what was it going to I, be i have 6.5 on my card there okay, you can't no. see it my light's too bright but yeah all right i have to we be fair we've got a lot of up and down scores coming in as well from you guys so that's cool uh phil go ahead and uh let us know what you think okay so i'll serve my likes um i love the parallels between batman and gordon the fact that they're marrying one another arrived in gotham at the same time and they realize they really do need each other to really conquer what they need to conquer um it's a very real street level story um which i loved it's definitely dark noir gritty uh, like I say, if this was Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, it would fit right in. I thought it was perfect to kind of fit in that kind of uh, genre. Um, again, we know Batman to be the kind of dark, gritty character he is. So this maybe is the start of that kind of year where it kicked all that off. And um, I think year one is wide, this is now widely known to be the main origin story. It, it is a retelling, but I think a lot of people refer to this as being the ultimate origin of Batman. Um Art, why is it isn't clean? It's brilliant. It's marvelous. It looks great. Apart from, I don't like Batman the design, and I don't like Catwoman. Uh, the faces I can let slide because they're not great, but they fit the story. But I just didn't like the Batman in costume, and I didn't like. 
Catwoman and her in costume or not in costume. Um, she's just her shoulders were bigger than mine, and I was jealous. Um, <laughs> the uh, hand the handwriting or, or the handwriting narration was that was brutal. It didn't need to be that. I don't see why that why they had it. It didn't add anything. It didn't make it more. I mean, apart from maybe thinking it was like Bruce Wayne writing in his diary or something, it didn't really add anything. Just have normal mm. writing that we could all read, and we all agree on this. Like it's, that was that was bad that way. Um, overall, I thought it was a really well crafted story. The fact that they both did come together at the same time, um, it kept my interest. It's one of those iconic stories of Batman that we all love, and I've read this a couple of times. I will read again. It's worth a reread, but I am definitely being more nitpicky this time. Um, could have done like Catwoman, Harry Dent, apart from that part where uh, you know, Batman was hiding behind the desk, didn't really add, add anything either. Uh, I'm torn as well, and the reason why I'm torn because I think that my favorite ever book is, ba- is The Dark Knight Returns, that's my number one book of all time. This isn't there, so I need to kind of lower the score enough to fit that in, you know. But I'm giving this an eight, neither out of ten. Okay, nice, eight out of ten. Just had one more score there. Eight out of ten from you. Cool, great. We've had. Go on. I was going to say, if I offend anybody again, because if I offended Pete from Triple G for Kingdom Come, if I offended everyone for Kingdom Come. Oh, no, that's okay because Pete gave it an eight. So oh, that's, right. that's fine. <laughs> just, I don't want to let anyone else down, you know. It's just... Yeah, right. So uh, let's just go through everyone's scores at the moment. So we we did one have one before the show from Adam, he couldn't come. So he did say, um, I didn't see what the fuss was about years ago when I read it, but really appreciate it a lot more now, especially the art. Expertly condensed storytelling, packed so much into four issues, 9.5 from him. Wow. So that's what Adam gives. Uh, so thank you very much. We've noted that down there. And then we've got the comments from you guys. So Connie, it's a 6.5 from me. I'm still waiting to be wowed by a Batman-centric book. It hasn't quite happened yet. Okay, job. I got comics. you. Don't worry. I'll send you a book. <laughs> job. Comics ten, straight up. No reason, just because it's a ten. Uh, Triple G eight for me. Uh, Sean writing in the book was great. Lettering uh, left a lot to be desired. Uh, the cursive uh, art not great, um, just in his opinion, but worked okay for the story in pass. Overall, a solid Batman story. Seven point five. Awesome. Uh, Mark gave it an eight point five. Uh, Highland G give it a 7 too many holes in the story uh, Tom gave it a 7 as well Kev gave it a 10 the art is great, the story is great that's it so it's great then is it? yeah it's just great <laughs> uh, there, Chris says there is no doubt in my mind that there is uh, not a panel wasted it redefined Batman and Jim as characters and they are still essentially those two today the art is noir, minimalistic and atmospheric 10 out of 10, awesome uh, we've got Liam as well. As I said, it's been a while since I've been read since I've read the book, so feel free to not include my score. But I remember being a bit disappointed overall by the year one stuff, and I generally love Batman. Six point five. Oh, the way he went down at the end, Scott, made that sound really sad. I genuinely yeah. love Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I read it. Um, and. Uh, have we had a score from mine? No, not yet. Uh, I really enjoyed this from start to finish. I liked the art and the writing was amazing. I would 100% reread this again in the future. 8.5 from him. Wow, right. See, just like Kingdom Come, I think this is the kind of iconic story that you benefit from a reread. Like the more you read this, the more yeah. you'll appreciate it. Like a, you know, like a fine wine, it ages wonderfully. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, well, let's see if I reread it again. Or Shane rereads it again, maybe it'll get a higher score. Um, so, so my score. Um, I really enjoyed, you know, seeing how, you know, Batman and Jim Gordon began, and uh, that's it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, like uh, you know, the the cool part about being the host and doing this last is that I I can pretty much repeat what you guys have said. Um, it was gritty. It was noir. It was dark. It was cool. You know, I had that kind of crime aspect to it. Um, I can appreciate the fact that the art works with the theme of the story. Um, but it didn't quite work with me. Uh, the costumes, like Phil said earlier, they were a bit hit and miss. Um, you know, there's nothing you can say about how Jim Gordon was dressed because it was just a normal detective and that was fine. And yeah, the Batman narration, the cursive there was just so hard to read. And it kind of took me out the flow a little bit as well. Um, you know, trying to figure out what was being said and I just couldn't, um, it just took me in and out of the story a little bit. Um, but really cool story yeah i liked how it all came together at the end and how they are pretty much best friends and how they are still kind of those characters even today because of this story as well like chris said earlier so i am gonna go ahead and give this a 7.5 nice nice smack bang in the middle between you boys right so it's a good, good spread there for it is, everybody isn't it it's, yeah. a, it's a great spread so um so our lower score was 6.5 we had two of them and then we've had three tens so you know we've had we had 12 scores today and ours has 15 scores altogether so you know and we've had three tens out of them so with all of your guys scores uh that averaged to 8.3 altogether so thank you very much for that and then adding that on to shane seven phil's eight and my 7.5 this gives us a grand score of 7.7 Nice. So there we go. Let's go ahead and see. Does it hit the top ten? It does. Ooh. Joint sixth Joint. with something is killing the children. Ooh. And just for everyone else as well, this is what the rest of the leaderboard looks like. There we go. Huh. All right, Phil. Yeah, I mean, obviously I scored higher than seven point seven, but not by much. Scored an eight. No. I honestly last week I was thinking because I know I know that this is iconic and I thought likes of you know you know people in the chat who give it a ten I thought they would give it a ten or close to a ten yeah so I kind of expected you guys to be higher as well not so much tens but high enough but then it keeps me in top spot so what am, what am I complaining about <laughs> <laughs> you made sure you kept that top spot with Kingdom Come don't worry Phil we know how you're playing the game <laughs> you know what you're talking about right. Thank you very much, everyone. Now we're going to go ahead and tell you what we've got coming up next week to conclude our Batman month. Come on, then, Phil, as this was your pick, what are we reading for the podcast for listeners? This is a good, healthy, 13-issue story, Batman, The Long Halloween. So for everyone who likes to read along, start quickly. Um, 
I usually start my nerdhood reading on a Monday, but I will be starting tomorrow to uh, to get this read in time. Um, so yeah, so there we go. It's a one-off. We're we're celebrating the release of the new movie. We're getting into the hype of it. This is very much. Uh, these are the books you have to read, really, to kind of enjoy the movie. I, I believe so. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. It could be twenty-six and issues, and I'd still read it. And if people don't have time, watch the two animated movies that make up the long Halloween, so you don't get lost when we talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, correct. And also for next week, don't forget, guys, we are doing uh, Herd's Choice. Um, so do make sure you bring your picks. We would love it if we continued the whole Batman thing. But, uh, you know, you can choose what you want. So that is there as well. Phil? I was going to say, I mean, there's Batman Hush. So that's certainly a good pick. But uh, ideally, if you don't make a 13 issues again, like two weeks of 13 <laughs> issues is like a bit yeah. too much. No, well, that's the one issues, off. Mark is saying. Uh, Sean is saying, Jesus, Phil, 13 issues. Connie, 13? That's a weekend. I think... Well, just don't go out drinking this weekend. Just stay in and read a book. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have a very late happy birthday from Sean as well for you, Phil, last, last week. Thanks, man. Cheers. Uh, but yes, that's it from us. There's only one more thing to do, and that is to get our waves out. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs>